Welcome to the Strong Single and Human podcast. A real look at single parenting, how to navigate the ups and downs of life with kids on your own while keeping sane. We cover all manner of subjects from domestic violence, dealing with childhood trauma, through to fussy eaters and how to help your kids become resilient. I'm your host, Claire Martin. Welcome. This week's guest is a husband, father, marine veteran, entrepreneur, teacher, and political activist. His mission is to help people find happiness through community and purpose, often by overcoming bad policy decisions in government. He was the 2018 Libertarian New York State Gubernatoriate, I hope I've said that right, I don't live in the States, Gubernatorial, Gubernatorial candidate and garnered about 100,000 votes, more than any previous Libertarian candidate. He has appeared on the Joe Rogan Show about legalizing cannabis and many other subjects. If all this wasn't enough, Larry Sharp also has an up-and-coming book being released on happiness, which takes you on a journey to a happier life. In it, he shares stories about how he faced challenges, including a failed business, a strained marriage, marriage, yet he was resilient and worked through those hardships and will mentor you to overcome challenges in your personal, professional, social and family life. I can't wait. Larry Sharp, welcome to the podcast. I am so pleased you could find the time in your day to come to this little old podcast. Thank or, you. Or the find them in my night. So, but either well, one works. Uh, yes, I'm here. I'm happy to be I here. Know. Thank you so much for helping to make this happen. I appreciate it. And you are like majorly busy at the moment because although I read that you were going for the governor of New York in the actual intro, you're doing it again. I am either stupid or crazy or both. I'm not sure, but I am punishing my, myself yet again. Um, it, it is my belief, crazy or not, that if we don't have independent third-party people running, that my country is doomed to keep hating itself and destroying itself. So I believe that we have to have third parties. It's why Andrew Yang has backed me. It's why I'm backed by two different parties, because even he agrees, if we don't have... You know, look, if you had a, um, a, a two, you know, a, a couple, even family members who are fighting each other, who are angry, sometimes you got to have a third person in there to have a conversation to try to fix things, right? Two siblings, yep. two spouses, whatever. You got to make it work. Sometimes even executives in a company, right? They're fighting each other, partners. You got to find someone yep. in the middle coming and go, you know what? Can we have a conversation? And I think that's the answer for my country. So I keep trying. I'm hoping... I don't think I'm the guy who's going to save the world. I don't believe that. But do I believe I can be one of the guys who sets it up to be saved? Yes, I do believe I can be one of the ground guys to set it up to where it can be saved. I do believe that. Oh, and yeah, and look, I've I've listened to, I mean, if anyone who's listening to this, and I know we're in Australia and you're in New York and we're talking about the New York situation in America, but if anyone wants to find out more about you and and i mean you've been on like i've said joe rogan you've been on there's so many different other places joe rogan's the most well-known one but there's so many different other places that you've been on and you know i've listened to your podcast and i've listened to and read articles on what you've done and i think you're making sense oh i I like that thank you you know it's logical no 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 it is it's logical and and we in australia we have to two-party system as well i think every blooming place does and we need more independence. We need more people to come in and, and stop that couple fighting, as it were. And they yes. do seem like a little bit like a married couple. Don't yes. even go there. And in our, in our country, basically, Republicans want to be your dad and, and Democrats want to be your mom. I just want to be your brother. I just want to be your brother. So I want to be, right? You don't have to live with me. I'm your brother, right? You don't got to, right? But if you need a ride to the yeah. airport, I'm there for you. I got you covered. That's what I want to be. I want to be exactly. the brother. Exactly. Exactly. But we're not here to talk about all of that. No. You, amongst all of this, right, all of this craziness, decided you'd write a book. Yeah, that was dumb. A book about happiness. Yeah, that was dumb. But yes, I did decide to do that. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And so, okay. No, no, no. Carry on. Sorry. So I I started writing a book about a year ago or so, maybe a little bit more. And 
I basically tried to make it a bit more autobiographical if I could, because I wanted to make sure that people didn't think I was some guy from on high trying to point his finger at you people and you should be doing things. And I actually start the book with a serious time in my life when I contemplated suicide. Wow. That's how I begin the book. And I do it on purpose because I want people to know that I know what it's like to feel like there's nothing left. And I know Mm. what it's like to feel. And if anyone listening or watching has ever been in that spot, you know that you convince yourself that it's, it's better, right? If I just go away, you convince yourself of that. And if you're listening now and you're thinking that and be very full with you, you are wrong. Yes. Extreme. Suicide. Suicide does not end the pain. Suicide transfers the pain to people who love you. Yeah. Yeah. So you think it will end the pain. It does not end the pain. It transfers the pain to the people who love you. And if you don't want to be that person, it's time to step off that ledge. Yep. There's so many questions. Yeah, I I completely. Uh, Well, thank you for being, uh, thank you for starting your book. A painful place. It must've been a painful place for you to, um, you know, to be there. I mean, I've been in black moments. I'm a single mum of a six-year-old, right? At the end of the day, yep. you know, admittedly, I've got the six-year-old and and I don't think men have it hard. I have to say men have it really hard, maybe harder than us women in the fact that there's certain expectations and things like that that you need to um, live up to, deal with, which aren't right. Um, it's I'm not Australia- sure if I would say harder, oh. but it's different. I'm not sure it's harder. Right. Okay. It's hard. It's hard for me. It's hard for me to put myself in your shoes. If that makes any sense. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, suicide as the ultimate answer of, you know, failure in life in your own head. Right. You, you've decided mm-hmm. you failed. Right. If you want to commit suicide, you have decided you failed. Whether the rest of the world agrees with you or not is relevant. You've decided that that's all oh, you wouldn't go there. Men commit suicide far more often than women. However, correct. However, women attempt it more. I didn't know that. Yes, women attempt it more, but men are more effective. Why? Because men are more violent. So we're just better at it. Sorry, we got you on that, women. We're better at killing, including ourselves. So we are just better at killing in general. It's one thing we do well. So yes. Yeah, no, no. Little little dark humor there. Little dark humor. No, well, that's fair enough. I mean, nine Australians... Every day, every day succeed at committing suicide. And I'm not sure 100. succeed is the right word. 100 and, Americans well, do every day. It's scary. We need to yes. bring that down to yes, zero. To well, zero. Well, I don't think we ever will. No. Um, I don't think we ever will. But we want to bring it down to a point to where it's, it's rare enough that it's news. Right now, it's commonplace. And if you count drug overdose, suicide is even higher than that. Oh, yeah. Right. If you yeah. can, some people count drug overdose as suicide. I don't know if, if you would go there or not, but it is self-destructive behavior. And that's the key about happiness, right? The, the thing that I bring up in the book and I talk about constantly is you can tell someone's unhappy because they will always begin to have self-destructive behavior. Most of the time, women do it internally, men do it externally, but it's always self-destructive. Right, because you believe to fe- you be- you believe two things: one, that you are not worthy of happiness, and or two, you are unable to have happiness. If you feel both of those things, uh, why am I? Who cares? I'll do the drug, or I'll rob the store, or I'll have the fight, or I'll shoot the guy, or I'll do the bad thing, or I'll quit my job, or who cares? I'm never going to be happy. I've convinced myself I'll never be happy. There is no future. I think short term, who cares? And you just keep doing. And then when and whenever you begin to do bad things to yourself that then affect others. And if someone loves you, when you hurt yourself, you affect them. That's how it works. Yep. And whenever they fight you, you validate in your head. You go, well, it doesn't matter. Claire never loved me anyway because I'm unworthy of love. You don't say those words, but you believe it. You say, I'm unworthy of love. I'm unworthy of being, you know, cared about. So if Claire calls me a jerk and is going to talk to me again, you know what? To hell with her. She hated me anyway. And I then even validate my, my pushing away of the people who I love. I validate that in my head. 
And the thing to remember is when people do bad things, we always validate those bad things in our head in some way, shape or form. And the key is to stop that validation. That's the key. It's emotional stacking. It's a typical addictive cycle that if you're an addict, yep. that's what you get into. You, you know, you say you're going to be good for a couple of months and, you know, good forever. I'm never going to drink yes. again. And then absolutely you sort of emotionally stack and justify you drinking again. It's that cycle. My, my mother was an addict. My mother was an addict. She was a convicted felon. Wow. I pulled her out of prison. Um, I get it completely. She fell into the same cycle, right? The same cycle. And luckily for both of us, I'm an only child. So and my father passed when I was very young. I was like 12 wow. when he died. So it was me and my mom. So when my mom, basically, if you've had an addict in your life, well, this is dark. Are you okay, Claire? Can we go here? We can, because I think okay. we need to go Let's dark. Go. We need to go dark to go to the light, which is happiness. Okay. So I'm, I'm, more, than, look, I'm more than happy to go okay. here because people find out about you and why you know, why you've then written this book and like what happiness yes. means to you. So yeah, let's go dark. So I've, if I've been there. had an addict, I have. there we go. Okay. So I, I, go. No, I'm not an addict, but I've had addicts in my life. So yeah. Yes. And that was my point. Yes. So I'm, I've never been an addict either, but I definitely have had addicts in my life. And if you have had an addict in your life, you know, they pick the substance over you. Yeah. And man, does that hurt. And you don't, you can't, if you're not an addict, you can't even comprehend it. So you, so even that hurts, you feel like how bad of a son or daughter or mother or wife or wherever, whoever you are, yeah. this person, friend, how bad am I that you can't stop the, whatever, the drinking or the shooting up or the smoking or whatever is the thing. They pick this over, over me. How bad am I? So we become, get punished over this too. And when my mom was making those decisions, which of course I hated, I walked away and I went off and I lived my life. I, I couldn't, I couldn't just be there. So I walked away, lived my life. And then of course, what happens to any addict who does eventually get around, they hit rock bottom. And when my mom hit rock bottom, literally all of her friends abandoned her. Every, wow. And that's what usually happens also, right? Well, she had burned most of the real friends. She had burned them already. And then well, the people who weren't her real friends, who were just her addict friends, well, they weren't her real friends. No. So when she hit rock bottom, there was nobody. That's when I came back into her life and I used my savings to get her up and running. I got her a car, I got her an apartment and I supported her to get her a job and all those things. And, you know, support structure is critical in recovery of any problem, right? Support structure is critical. If you don't have a support structure, your odds of success are slim to none. If you have a support structure, you still might fail, but you got a shot if you got a support structure. Yeah. And, and so you've, got to also, you've also got to understand, right? They're addicted, right? So they may fail several yep. times. So it's actually about yes. supporting them what, you know, on their journey. And it is a journey. And right. also and dealing with addiction and, and various different things within my life that's affected my life and my son's life, right? It's not about it's the person that you're dealing with is going is it's been traumatized, right? And yep. so, and very, and nine times out of 10, that addiction can then go on through the family and can be permeated through, you know, the children and, and things like that. And, you know, the person who is the addict, um, who impacts your life, you know, their family has had addicts within their life. And so it's just, yes. so it's about stopping that cycle. Um, yeah. Oh my God. You hit it perfectly. Yes. Is that it is hard because it's the problem, right? If I'm a, one of the things I bring up in New York is how bad our family court system is. Oh, and it don't... tears apart families. Yes. It attacks everything. It, it supports all the worst players, right? If you are an actual deadbeat dad or a crazy mom, and I would argue the vast majority of parents are neither of those two. But if you have either of those two, the system supports them. And the good parents pay for the crazy wife or the deadbeat dad or whatever is the stereotype bad parent, right? Those people exist. They absolutely do exist. But the system supports them and punishes the rest. It's crazy. I know. So now I'm a son or a daughter and I watch my images of manhood and womanhood and of love fall apart in front of my eyes into vitriolic pain. I see the, the, the in the case of, of my mom, right? I would see my mom 
abandon her family for a drug. Why would I think that marriage is even a thing? Why would I think that a relationship could even work? It's just going to collapse anyway, like my mom and dad did. So I'm assuming it's going to fail. So the second now that I have a fight with my girlfriend, I think, see, that's the end. Just I, I knew it was going to happen. See Past that? Trauma. And so now I'm copying my dad. Right now I'm copying my dad. And in my own life, I do things that some people think are crazy. My wife and I have been together 22 years. Wow. And I literally, when my wife and I argue, and sometimes we argue with vulgarity and sometimes anger, we argue right in front of our kids. I don't have them leave the room, nothing. We argue right in front of our kids. And why? Because I want my daughters to know, I have two daughters. I want my daughters to know that you can be unhappy with your mate. You can be angry at your mate and not hate them and not want to divorce them. That you can disagree, uh, uh, solidly disagree that you think she's wrong and she thinks you're wrong and that's human. And you can still love the person. You can still repair the relationship. You can still go to bed lovers. You don't have to end the world. And I think it's made my daughters stronger in their relationship. It's my gut. I mean, my, my, my youngest one's still only 12. But I feel like she still believes in marriage. She believes in relationships. She believes in it still, I hope at least, because I showed them that. And where I came from, and I tell this story also, my father was, um, he was a, a terrible cheater. Oh, wow. Cheated on my mom all the time. Wow. And I mean, like I met his girlfriends. He was a terrible cheater. Oh, my God. And- my mom at one point was like, all right, we're done. We're out. And my father was a cop. And then he was also a, um, a corrections officer at Rikers Island. Yeah. I know I was on both sides. Of this. So, yes. So my father used to carry a gun on him all the time because he was a cop. Right. Of course. So um, my, my mom was finally like, I'm done with you. I'm leaving. He said, I'll kill you. <gasps> and he meant it. He wasn't joking. Wow. That was not a, that was he's, he was basically if I can't have you, no one can. I will kill you. And her words to him, and she stood up to him. She's, I was there. I like, I was there. I was probably six. Oh my god! I guess in that area. No, maybe I was like eight or nine. I was, I was, I was a little bit older. I was a little bit older in maybe eight. I, don't know, I was in elementary school, and um, so she said, "I'll take Larry, and you'll never find us." Wow! And he was like, "Okay, she's not playing." No. And he changed his ways almost overnight. It was like magic. I had a different, my mother had a different husband wow. almost overnight. And it goes to a thing I heard before. And I'm not advocating this. I'm just saying that people have said this before. I wish my husband cheated earlier. Really? Because once I've had people say this to me, because once the cheating happened and they confronted it and openly attacked it and realized that, Cheating is a symptom. Oh, it is. It definitely is. I've right? been on that end. And I've been on both so ends. when you actually confront it, most marriages do fall apart after infidelity. That's common. But some don't. And those that don't, always they'll say, I wish they had cheated earlier. I wish my wife had cheated earlier. I wish my husband had cheated earlier. Because they're going to fix the marriage earlier. Right? They're like, once you come clean and actually have open communication with your spouse, you have a chance at fixing it. You might not, but, you know, cheat. I'm not advocating cheating at all. No, 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 no. Oh, no, not at all. I'm but it happens and you can save the marriage. Yes, I'm advocating for transparency with your problems. That is what I'm advocating. Hopefully before there's cheating, that would be nice. Yeah. We all have problems. We all fight with our mates. We all do it. The question is, are you transparent or not? Yeah. If you do that, you can start having real conversations. One of my friends who was a therapist said, truth. And when that doesn't work, more truth. And when that doesn't work, more, more truth. truth. Yeah. And I thought that's brilliant. Like that was so simple that he said it and he was so right. So you want to be as open as you can in general. And you want to be vulnerable, right? Being vulnerable is part of being human. It's part of it's part of making people close. It's very easy to be your best friend when everything's good, right? Yeah. When, when Claire's on top of the world, she's got BFFs all over the place. Oh, yeah. But what happens when, when Claire's not on top of the world? Who's still there? This Those is, are your friends. Yeah. 
Exactly. And you I know, agree my, with you. Completely yes, agree. When with I you. do my when I do my training, my day job is I'm a business consultant. And I will work with teams often. And I tell people, you don't grow a team through success. You grow a team through failure. That's how you grow a team, not through success. Everybody's a team player when you're winning. That's not impressive, right? You don't, you don't test someone's metal when you're, when you're killing it all day long. It's when the bad thing happens and, oh, my God, now what do we do? That's when you build your team. That's when you know who's really there. That's when you know who you can count on. And in the case of my mom, when she collapsed and fell down, that's when I showed up. Wow. And that's when I said, I got you. That's when I, I got you now. And we got back together and I got her back up and running. My father had already passed. My father died when I was 12. Um, oh, the mean. saddest part of the whole relationship is when my mom and him actually got everything together. My father was, was, was not a very good husband initially. He was a terrible husband. He would literally come home with his, with his, with his money. And this is back in the seventies, right? And he would go say, you know what? I could pay the rent or I could buy a bunch of albums. <gasps> there are new albums out. He buy albums. So then my mom goes, why is, why is, you know, why is the, is, is, is the landlord mad at me? He said, what do you mean? Why is the landlord mad? Well, he said, you didn't pay the rent. Oh, I didn't. What? That was what was oh, happening. I yes. was freak. So, and she did. And then, but by the time he had actually fixed himself, he, we, we lived in a poor part of the South Bronx. And for those of you who don't know, South Bronx is not a great part of New York city, particularly in the seventies and eighties. It was not. And oh, I grew definitely. up in the seventies. And um, so he, he was able to start saving his money. He actually started coming home and giving his paycheck to my mom. Wow. Like, just give it to her. Just because, again, I say this all the time, if you want to rebuild trust, you have to have insane transparency. Then eventually you can build the trust back, right? If I ever stole money from you, Claire, you going to trust me again? No. I mean, I'm climbing a mountain to get you to trust me again, right? Yeah. I stole money from you. Yeah. So I'm going to have to be so transparent. Like you have to see everything I do. And then over the course of time, you'll go, you know what? Okay. Larry's been showing me everything, the flaws and everything for like six months. All right. I might trust him with maybe a credit card. We'll see. Well, maybe, maybe we'll try that. And I'm going to check it every couple of weeks, <laughs> right? I'm going to check it every couple of weeks to make sure. <laughs> And then a year later, okay, he didn't mess that up. Okay, maybe, all right, now you get a regular credit card. And, but that's just how people are. So my dad actually did that. Wow. He just literally gave his check to her. He got a check home and gave it to her. And he was that way. And they actually saved enough money. They moved us out onto Long Island. And then my father got sick and died of cancer. Oh, no. And like, that devastated my mom. all of that effort. And that is why my mom was devastated. It broke, it broke her spirit. It broke everything. And she fell to drugs. And then I left to join the Marine Corps. I joined the Marines. And she was by herself. And she just couldn't handle it at all. And that's one of the reasons why she collapsed. All goes so, back to trauma, doesn't it? The trauma and dealing yes, with does. trauma and, and dealing with grief and all of those sort of things that happen. We all deal with them different ways. And yes. sometimes you just can't get out of that hole as such. I think my mom felt like, it didn't matter. She just couldn't win. Exactly. I think she felt like I, I just can't win. There's no winning. Why bother? I can't win. And I think that's where she went. Now, I was far too young to understand that. I didn't. I was 17. I didn't. I couldn't have. I Looking back now, I'm in my 50s now. So now I can look back and go, I get it. Then I, I just I was just hurt that my mom picked the drug over me. I didn't get it. I was 17, 18, 19. There was no way I could understand what my mom was even going through. I, I just couldn't grasp it. No but, way. But you were developing as well, right? All your prefrontal cortex stuff was all getting mixed up again and developing so that you could be the person you are today. So, and also sometimes, Absolutely. sometimes I think we have to go through this journey to actually, because I'm, yeah. I'm wondering if your journey was as smooth and as, you know, straightforward as, as, other people's lives maybe had been, whether you would be sitting in front of me now having done all yeah. the things that you've done. I, I think you're right, because the reason why I got into entrepreneurship and the reason why I became so anti-government was because of how the government treated my mom and society treated my mom. That was the reason why. When I left the Marine Corps, I was, 
I was very much disenfranchised. Oh, I should say that I was, I was, um, I was very much angry at the military industrial complex. I didn't like what America was doing. I didn't want to be part of it. And I left. So when I left, I came home to my mom who was in deep trouble and I pulled her out. And I found that when she left, she literally walked away out of prison with two garbage bags. <gasps> that was an entire life. Wow. Her whole life was two garbage bags. And so I had to start her from scratch. She started her entire life over in her forties. Wow. Her entire life over from scratch, two garbage bags. So try to getting a job. She couldn't get a job. She was a convicted felon. Well, exactly. So she and had 40 and she had to lie. Yes. Yeah. She had to lie on all her forms. And then whenever she got a job, every single time it was like waiting for them to check and then oh. throw her out. She was a hostage. Shit. So she had to go to other places. I hated my mom being a hostage at a job. She couldn't talk back to her boss or say, I'm not working. If she got fired, there's no job for her. So she wound up doing things like being a, a server or a waitress. And she got jobs with small companies, which made me respect the entrepreneur because the entrepreneur were the people who gave my mom a second chance. No big company did. Every big company had, had ways of crushing her and pushing her away. But the small entrepreneurs gave her a second chance. And that's when I thought of something. I said, you know what? I'm going to start a business. Wow. I'm going to start a business. So I said, I'm going to start a trucking business. And the government didn't want me to start a trucking business. They, they would fight me on that. So I thought, okay. What's the small, what's the biggest truck I can get that goes under the government radar? So we're going to buy one of those. And my mother had remarried by then. So it was my mom, my stepdad, and me. And I said, we're starting a business. And they're like, okay, great. We love the idea. And I said, and my mom is going to be 100% owner. And she was like, what? I said, nope, you are 100% owner. And my stepdad's like, what about me? No, she is 100% owner or no deal. Wow. Or no deal. I'm not doing it. She's 100. I don't want ownership. My mom is 100% owner or no deal. They were like, why? No one will fire my mom. She's the boss. That's fair enough. Hostage situation, done. That's She's right. the boss. She's the boss now. No one ever fires her ever. She Same. can be a felon and it doesn't matter. She's her doesn't own boss. doesn't matter. She's the boss. Wow. She owns everything. And they went, okay. So we started my first business um, with my mom doing that. We did a trucking business. I helped run. And then sadly, my stepdad had a heart attack in the middle of it. Um, but he didn't die. He was okay. just hurt for a while. So I had to stay longer to assist to get the uh, company up running. I didn't want to do this. I was looking for her, right? I didn't want the company. <laughs> it's like, ah. I don't want to do that. So I was trying to help her out. So I stayed for like two years now because he was wow. out of commission for like nine months. But then it was up and running. So I left and did my other thing. And I left her there. And she ran that company until she retired. God love her. And then she couldn't afford to stay in New York because it's too expensive. She moved down south and she passed away there about eight years ago. Shit. So in yeah, her, that's in, her, in a happy retirement now. Entrepreneurship. Yes, she actually Fantastic. my 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 mom was clean for decades. Yeah. She never went back. Once she had a support structure, and, and this is what my policy talk about all the time, which no one seemed to talk about. If you want to deal with your prison population in any country, there is a magic pill. And the magic pill is five years of work. Yes. If you get a felon oh. to get a job and keep a job for five years, that's the number, five years. Once they hit the five years, the odds of them going back to jail are less than someone who's not a felon. Mm -hmm. That's the number. Yep. So let's start getting felons employed, which is so I talked about in New York State, one of my policies is if you hire a felon for two years, you pay no state payroll tax. Wow. And if you if over 50% of your people are felons, you pay no payroll tax at all for two years. None. Wow. Gone. None. Why? People get mad at me. Larry, then people will just hire fellows for two years and fire them. Good. You're training my felon force. You're giving them resumes. Yeah. And look, there are some felons who are bad people. And those bad people aren't going to last two years. But they're always going to be, they're always going to, they're going to go, I don't want to work for such and such a money. I can earn more money doing drugs or whatever. So I'm going to do it. So they're always going to do that. They're not Correct. wanting to become a citizen of the state but of I Australia, give people whatever. people who want to, to a chance. I want to give you an actual chance. If you want a second chance, I'm going to give it to you. Some people don't want that second chance. They're going back to jail anyway, no matter what I do. So that's a done deal. But the people who actually want a second chance, there it is. And I learned that from my mom. Wow. Wow, buddy. Wow. So, okay. 
So just to bring that back to the book, right? So giving people oh, yes, a second. I'm sorry. I, so no, 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 because I'm loving sorry. it. You got like, I love this, right? Because I'm sort of going, oh, we'll, we'll get you on for another interview about the book because I'm actually wanting to talk about some of the, because I'm loving this because like all of the stuff you're saying is logical, right? Logical, logical, logical. And I think a lot of us people who sit here voting for these politicians, right? We have these logical views, right? We have, you know, we go, well, why wouldn't you do X, Y, and Z? Why are you doing this, right? I'm in, I'm in Victoria, Melbourne. I'm too busy yelling about yes. the other guy. Yeah. That's the reason. I'm not, if you look, I don't know if Australia big is the same as American in this regard. In, in our case, in America, all we do is vote against somebody. Yeah. So I would love to have great policies, but I got to make sure the evil guy doesn't win. And if I lean right, the evil guy's Democrat. If I lean left, the evil guy's Republican. That's it. So I got to make sure evil guy doesn't win. So that's why I don't care about any policies. Just make sure evil guy doesn't win. And the worst part is now we have a system here in America where a win isn't me having a better life or family. A win is the other guy loses. See, I won because the other guy lost. Okay, but is your life any better in any way? Well, well, no, it's still terrible. So how'd you win? The elites keep making money. The elites still make bazillions and are happy and go on TV and have all their cool stuff. And you're still living the same terrible life you've been living. How'd you win again? I'm, I'm missing this. And they keep saying the it. The problem is, the problem is, like you just said, I think you hit the nail on the head, right? The elites want this system in, right? Oh, they yes. want to continue the status quo because they keep making money. Why would they want to change oh, the situation yes. we've got? And then the people who aren't making the money, who are struggling, who are doing, you know, or middle class or whatever, who are just doing yeah. what they can, um, yeah, they just Absolutely. It continue. does drive me crazy, which is one reason why I keep yeah. going. And I'm hoping that I can break through because I do – Many podcasts, as you know. I yes, do many I know. I've listened to a lot and of I do them. It because <laughs> I do. I do a lot of yeah. them. And the reason is I, I, don't, I can't get mainstream press. The mainstream press oh, wants wow. to only make sure that the two sides are fighting each other because that's a good story. That gets eyeballs. And I understand it. I just hate it. But yeah. I understand it, right? They want yeah. eyeballs. It's the so media. It, having Larry Sharp say an actual idea that makes sense, like, you know, giving a break for, for small business owners who hire felons, which, by the way, all of my ideas are on my website. So anybody can just take them if they want to. And no one will. I've asked people just fix my take all of them. I'll, I don't need to do this. I have a business. I have a family. I don't have to do this. Take my stuff. Fix my state. I'll go home. I don't need a vanity run. I have a show with my name on it. I'm good. I, I'm already good. I don't need anything else. But they won't do it. And that, to me, is proof. That, to me, is proof they don't want to stop it. I've come up with answers to fix immigration issues, answers to fix our MTA system, answers to fix our metro. No answer. They don't want to do any of it. None of it. Anyway, I've, I've yapped away. No. You want to talk about No, no, the no. Well, happiness. look, okay, I'm going to bring this back to on happiness, right? Because there are a lot of issues okay. that you need to sort out. But I'm sort of... What is happiness? Because it sounds to me like yes. you're not very happy, but you are happy. I actually am happy. I know. I know that. I know. I can see you're happy. I, I, I am. <laughs> yes, I actually am. I'm trying to spread that. Yes. So what is happiness? Because I'm seeing what's happening, right? Happiness is three things. Okay. It's very simple. It's three things. A person has to feel loved. A person has to feel respected. Okay. And a person have to, has to have purpose. Those three things, you are happy. That's it. It's that simple. If you feel like you are loved, it doesn't have to be romantic love. It can be, but it could That's also be family, family love, love, friend love. It doesn't matter. Yeah. As long as you have love, it does not have to be from people think, well, you mean like you have to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend? No, that's nice. Not required. I've been a single mom for four years. I, I think I'm the happiest I've ever been. <laughs> and I'm there single. We go. I'm Absolutely. in no relationship. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. It's not required. It is just someone, ha you have to feel somebody loves you. That could be your kid. It could be your mom. It could be your friend. It could be your sister. It, it could be literally your boss in theory. It could be anybody as long as you feel that you are love because when you feel loved, you feel worthy of yes. love. Yes. That's right? important. So you have to feel love. 
Yes. So important. And it does. And the, the, the most important thing people don't realize is it doesn't matter if you actually are worthy of love. It's on your head. Do you feel like you are worthy of love? That you can't. That's the issue. Correct. Yeah. Yes. And when someone loves you, I would say about love when you know you're in love. I say love isn't how you feel about somebody. Love is how you feel about yourself when you're with them. Oh, okay. Unpack that one for me. That's how you know you're in love. Unpack that yes. one up for me then. If I'm, if I'm with you yeah. and all I want to do is make you happy, that's all I want to do is make you happy. I'm not in love. Okay. I'm not. Because that's but making the other person. You, that's all I'm doing. Yeah. But if I'm around you and I feel good, I feel good. And I feel like you need me. And I feel like you want me to make you happy. Now I'm loved. Now I'm in love because now I feel good about, I'm not trying to prove myself to you. I'm not in love. I got a problem, but I'm worthy. And you're telling me, Larry, I need you. You're my, you're my close friend. You're my lover. You're my brother. You're my dad. You're my whomever. I need you for this thing. And I go, yes. She loves me. She needs me. I feel good about myself. Yes, I'm in love. Yeah, and you're not trying I'm to- I'm worthy of being loved. And you're not trying to prove yourself to sort of like Correct. get that mark, uh, you know, get 10 out of 10 from that other person because that's yes. codependency. That's not love. That's not love. Yes, it is. That's really scary places that you don't want to go to. That's yes. like go and get counseling. And the most important thing I want to think of, yes, I want to believe, right? And I'll give the example of Marines. When Marines get injured out in the field, other Marines, notoriously, we go out and get them. We don't leave yeah, them. You never leave anyone behind. We sacrifice ourselves. We go get them. Yep. Now, it may seem weird. Why would I go get some guy who's been shot? He's been shot. He's probably going to go back home. He's probably not going to come back into the, into, the, no. into the field again. He's never going to return that favor. So why would I do it? Logically, why would I go do it? He's probably not going to return that favor. Why? Because I believe that if I was out there, he would do it for me. That's why. I believe that. That if I was out there shot, he would do it for me. And love is similar to that. If I want to make you happy because I believe you want to make me happy, that's love. Yeah, that's a really good example. Not because I want your example. approval. Really good example. Yes. Yeah. It's not that I want your approval. I, I believe that you want to make me happy. And if I was sad, you'd call me up and say, Larry, my friend, what's going on? I believe that you would do it for me. So I will do it for you. So it's not transactional. Yes. You're not doing something to get right? something it's just back. Relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Not transactional, no. right? It's not. Because you know what might happen? The next five years, you might be good and I might be a disaster. And you might have to call me up every month. Larry, what's going on? You're falling apart on me here. Help me out. Come on, what yep. are you doing here? You might be doing that for me. And then next year, you fall apart. And I'm calling you. Claire, what's going on here? What's up? What's going on here? And it's five to one, but doesn't matter. Neither of us cares. It's your mates. Because when you needed it. Exactly right. I was exactly. there. And when I needed it, you were there. That's love. And that's what I mean by feeling loved. The second piece is respected. Respected is critical. I got to feel like you're, you have to feel like you're respected. Uh, that. And for many people that comes from work, but doesn't have to come from work. But for many people, it does. Right. So you have to find a place to be respected. It can come from from your spouse. It can come from your mother or father, all those things. If your mom, for example, never trusts you to do anything, that's a lack of respect. It, it would drive me insane. Right. It's a lack but of respect. Yeah. Yes. But when your mom or your dad, if your mom says to you, literally says, Claire, why are you worried? You got this. That's respect. So cook them with your mom. But many people get respect from their from their job. Again, not required. Could come from your kids. It doesn't matter. Again, where this comes from is irrelevant. Most people get love from family, but it can't come from anywhere. Most people get respect from job or profession, I should say, profession, but not required. Could come from anywhere. But if you feel respected, now, okay, now I can do it. Love means you are worthy of it. Respect means you are capable of it. And those two I mentioned, you're, you're, you are worthy of love capable of, of love. If you are love, you're, you're ready. You're capable. You can do it. I mean, I'm sorry. You, you're worthy of it. If you're respected, you can do it. So now I know I can make that, that next step. And the last piece is purpose. And purpose can be anything. Why am I doing something? 
purpose can be children. It can be professional. It can be a nonprofit. It can be anything, right? It can be running for yeah. office, right? It doesn't matter. It can be <laughs> anything, but it has to be, why am I getting up in the morning, right? Why, why do I want to get up in the morning and, and do or act or, or, or move on? Why do I want to? And why do I grab those three? Because if you have two of those, it's easy to find the other one, right? So if you feel loved, you're like, I feel loved. And you also have purpose, but you don't really feel respected. If you take that love, I, I know I'm, I'm worthy of it, but I, maybe I can't do it. Focus that into your purpose. You will very often find respect. Wow. Yes, you're right. Right? If you're saying, I'm going to do the thing, right? I'm going to be the best this that I can be. I'm going to make this thing happen. I'm going to focus on my kids or my mom or whatever is the thing or my job, whatever is your purpose. People will begin to see it and go, look at Claire. Do you see how dedicated she is to this? Do you see how hard she works in this? And you'll start getting some respect. You'll start looking for it. And here's the most important piece. Respect is, is gained not because you deserve it because you think you do because you're born. Respect is gained because you did something that people thought was difficult. That's how you get it. That people believed, even if it was difficult for you, it doesn't matter. Again, it's perception, right? You may be a great writer and you could write like there's no tomorrow and you did it in your sleep. Then you didn't care. But someone else goes, oh my God, that's the greatest book ever. They respect you because they see it as difficult. And that's the issue. And I've got to say, right, it, I mean, it, it resonates with me because um, I don't know if you've heard of the guy. I'm sure you have. He's very famous. Simon Sinek. Sure. Simon Sinek. Yep, absolutely. Is all I was about... actually in a, an event with him. Oh was it this God. last summer? Oh, yeah. I believe it pronounces Sinek. Oh, Sinek. Okay. Well, we. I think he pronounces Sinek, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's all right. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I've got name dyslexia anyway, so it's fine. Um, no worries. All good. <laughs> But um, he that that's what he is about. He's like, if you yeah. find your why. Start with why. Start, start with, why. with why. Find your why. Why yes. are you here? What is your life about? You will find your happiness. Do the why Absolutely. Because your why thing yes. is like, that's what happiness But you is won't about. find the why. You won't find the why uh -huh. if you don't have the two. Ah, oh, okay. Because if you don't feel loved, you're not, you're not going to go out and risk anything. That's true. And if you don't have respect, you don't believe you can find it, you'll never try anything. Oh, my gosh. You'll stay in a rut. You'll stay in a rut. You won't think big. You'll stay in a rut. That's why you want to have all of those things and understand that. So how do you now, go ahead. find one of, well, any of those three then? Like, because... Yeah. Like, how, how do you, because say you're in a position, in a place where, and how did you find yours, right? Because you were in a place where yeah. you went, I'm giving up on life because I've had, you know, this is it. I've, you know, like you said, you felt as though you'd failed at life and that was it. I'd had my go. Thanks a lot. Yep. I'm going to pop this mortal coil. And so, so if you're in that place, how do you find those? How do you pull yourself You're going to have out? to read the book because I say wow. it. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's why I said it's autobiographical. Okay. I actually explain all of them. Oh, my God. But, yes, but I'm happy to give you some. Well, give, I us, give us some little them. snippets. Of course. <laughs> 100%. 100%. So I, I want to walk down one more rule if I could. Yeah. If you have three of them, you're happy. But remember something. Everything is fleeting. You will lose them. Oh, Okay. You will. So if you have love, you'll, you might lose love or a lot of it, right? If you have respect, you might lose respect. You might make a mistake. People might not like you anymore. You may make an error. You might lose your purpose because you've achieved it or solved it or someone else did it or you moved on. So you might lose any of these three, in which case you keep going, which is why it's a pursuit of happiness because you will lose yes. it. It's the right? roller coaster it will, of lose life. things. hundred percent. Right. It's how it works. So once you get it, you're like, I got it. Nirvana. No. no, I have it now. It's awesome. And then something happens. And OK, I got to go find it again. I got it. But if you in your head can realize which one am I missing? And that's why right. I wrote the book for you to go. What am I missing? Why am I not happy? OK, do I feel loved? You know, I don't. I haven't been talking to my mom in years. I don't have a relationship. I don't have close family ties. My friends have all moved away. No wonder I'm not happy. Yeah. 
I need to feel loved. Let me reconnect with my family or let me find some new friends or whatever the case may be. Now, if you're respected, it's probably at work. If you don't have much family, it's probably at work. If you are great, find some work friends. Fair enough. And start to feel loved. You're already good at work, but you probably haven't been connecting with people because you're so busy doing your work. So stop doing so much damn work and start talking to some people and make some friends so you can feel loved. Right. Love doesn't have to come romantically. It might. Maybe you meet some guy or some gal you love. You fall in love. Life is good. But maybe you don't. Maybe you find some friends. Maybe you don't want to, Larry. Maybe you don't want to. I don't want to. But I'm happy with friends. But (laughs) yes. But the good thing is, if you're not looking for stuff, you will often find it. Yeah, you're right. Oh, you right, are right. Often find you're it. so right. I've sat there many a time with mates find who have gone, oh, I want a girlfriend, I want a boyfriend or whatever. And you're like, stop looking for it then. Just live your life. Yes. Live your life and enjoy. Look for people who care about you, yes. period. Look for people who care about you, period. It doesn't have to be romantic. Just they care about you. That's good. And it might become romantic and it might not. And who cares? Don't focus on it. Correct. Right? So that's that's the next piece. But so if you have two, you can look for one. If you have one, there's a fear that you become fanatical. Oh, okay. Yes. If you only have purpose, but you don't feel loved, you don't feel respected, there's a chance you will throw your entire life into purpose. Desperately trying to find respect, but never doing enough because you don't feel worthy because you don't feel loved. Wow. So you burn yourself out and you, you burn yourself out and you become a martyr for your purpose. Which could be that you're a workaholic. Not a good answer. So, I mean, it could be that you're going down the workaholic avenue and you're going, right, I just need to work, I just need to work. But you're, you know, and yeah. Yes. And the reason why you're working is because you don't have respect and you don't have love. That's why you become that person. Wow. Because if you feel loved, you'd want to spend time with the people who you care about. You'd want to spend time with family and friends, right? Because you have them and because you feel loved. Or you, you wouldn't have to work so hard because you're already respected. Why do you work so hard? To gain respect, which you can't ever find. Wow. It's that magic triangle of happiness, isn't it? It is. Absolutely. Or you only feel loved and you don't feel respected and you don't have purpose. So what becomes your purpose? That one relationship that you now fawn over, over everything and wind up destroying. Wow. Yeah, you're right. Right? So when you have one, you could have a problem. Wow. Can we... So having one, you've got to find the second as soon as you can. Having two, try to find the third. That's why it's always a journey. When you have none, here's what I guarantee you. You will become self-destructive. Wow. That's how it works. Whether that's drugs or food or alcohol or being mean and nasty or whatever, you will become self-destructive. Because you don't believe you are worthy. But this is around but this is around your own belief, isn't it? So it is around that magic happiness triangle, right? Your belief that you don't have anyone who cares for yeah. you, your belief, or you know, you you believe that, well, what is my purpose? I don't know why I'm here. And your belief that you're not respected. It's all about your own belief yes. in yourself because it could be that you are respected, yes. right? It could be 100%. And nine times out of 10, right? You will be. Somebody somewhere cares about you, right? You may not be aware Most of it. Most addicts are loved. Yes. Most addicts are loved. They just don't think they are. But most addicts are loved. I loved my mother. She just didn't think anybody did. Wow. And that's what you're totally correct. This is all what you believe. Internalizing. That's the most important piece. And there are people who are terrible people, unworthy of love, who still think they're loved <laughs> and they're happy. And they've probably got a purpose yes. and they're all of that. So they're probably happy. They're happy because they've got all yes, of those they're aspects. Happy. They're terrible people. Exactly. But they're telling yes. themselves, don't even go that's, there. They're happy and they're terrible people. And they're happy because they believe all those things. Yes, you're correct. Oh, my God. Yes. I'm, I'm not going to mention anyone, so but there's a few internal. people in America that come to mind. One of them in particular. There's, a, there's but we uh, won't mention lots them. of them. Yeah. But anyway, my, my point being, if uh, the way you do it is by rec- first recognizing which ones you have. Yes. Then which ones you have, if you, if you don't feel strong on any of the ones you have, if you feel like, you know what, I do I really feel loved if you're not sure? Then focus on that. Work on that. Right. Spend some time working on relationships that matter to you. 
or whoever they are. And this is the old thing, like they would say, you know, call your mom or whatever, right? My mom passed, but the idea is that concept's a real concept, right? If if you're not feeling, does my mom really, is, are we connected or not? Or my mom, dad, whoever, brother, sister, whatever, right? Maybe you should pick up the phone or text them or whatever, or stop by their house, whatever's appropriate in your world. Maybe you should work on that. Maybe you should tell them that you love them and see what they say when you say it. Well, do you know, you're right. I'm a mum, right? So I love my I love my son to bits, right? I love his I've got he's got two stepsisters, right? And I love them to bits and I would never want anything to happen to them, right? And you know, it's he's my kid. I might not see eye to eye with him and Ooh. he might like have a go at me a, a few times when well, I might have a go at him. But, you know, at the end of the day. Particularly when he's a teenager, oh he's going to be a terror to you. As all teenagers I know, are. don't even, I, yes, you know, that pre yeah, I'm Exactly. So, you know, and, you know, there's going to be things that we're not going to see eye to eye, I know, because we're too similar. But um, I'll always love him. I will never stop loving him. And I tell him now, I will never stop loving you, although it might seem that mummy's a bit angry at times when I've told you 20 times to do something, right? I'll never stop loving you. Even if you burn the house down and uh, do whatever, I will never stop loving you. It's just that I might not be on the same bloody level as you, but. (laughs) That's correct, yes. Um, Oh, wow, that's. So that's awesome. That's why I talk about those three things. And you want to first find out, you know, what do you have now? And if you have all three, good for you. Wow. You know, hold on to them for as long as you can because the odds are at one point, at least one of them is going to go away, right? Because that's how life works. So you try to hold on to all of them to the best of your ability. And one win goes away. Remember, it's not the end of the world. You've just lost one. Go find it. And a common thing that people have trouble with, they call, they call it, they used to call it the, the middle, mid, middle age crisis, the mid-age crisis, yeah. that just means losing purpose. Uh, what, yeah. And that happens all the yeah. time, right? And it, But it, it's not a mid-age crisis. It's any time. What happens when, um, you know, you find out that your kid now doesn't need you as much? Well, yeah. And that was your purpose for many years. Now you're like, ah, ah, ah. And it can happen at any what? time. It depends when you've had your kid. Of course. And how old they are and, like, Absolutely. I'll be, like, 60 off when my kid's, like, going, bye, mom, sit. Well, maybe I won't. Maybe yep. you'll say bugger off, mum, in the next couple of years. You never know, no. right? And, and But at the same time, maybe someone else comes into your life, right? Maybe one of your stepkids has a baby or who knows? has a boyfriend who you like Maybe I meet a bloke oh, who, who actually understands. Maybe you meet somebody. And, you know, lets me be the crazy, loony person that I am. Who knows? 100%. Who knows? 100%. So those things will happen back and forth. Yeah. What happens if you all of a sudden find that the stuff you're doing now no longer motivates you anymore? You might lose your purpose. Find another one. Now I got to figure out what's next in my life. What's the next thing? I got to figure this thing out. And it happens all the time, right? It all happens. The other thing is, what happens if your son takes off and, you know, has his own life and finds his own? Well, I hope he you does. might not feel loved anymore. I agree, but I but hope he does. You might not feel loved. <laughs> yes, but you might have to find something new yeah. now. And as I'll silly as it might sound- it might, I was going to say, it might be a dog. It could be. Who knows? Yeah. Right? I teased my, I, I lost my daughter this week. My daughter went to a college this week. Oh, this wow. So I still have my youngest with yeah. me, but my oldest went to college, right? And I'm like, all right, in six years, my youngest goes to college. So I teased my oldest one. I said, you got six years to give me a grandbaby. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's it. Now, I'm teasing her, but the concept is part of my life is my kids. Right? That's a part of my life. So as my kids leave, ah, I want a kid. So you better give me a grandbaby. So I'm teasing, but I'm not. No, you know no, what I'm no, saying? I know. What I'm actually saying and you can give them back. I, I want that, I want that purpose though. Like I want and I saw it in my in my mom. Wow. My, when my mom passed, my oldest daughter was little. She was like six or seven. Yeah. She was small. Right? Yeah. No, maybe eight when she passed, maybe eight or so. Um, when she passed, she was young. But before my mom passed, I mean, when they were retired, my daughter was their purpose. Like that was it. They thought about her, talked about her. She would spend months down there during the summer. And it was literally, they would wake up and say, what do you want to do? Um, can we go to the zoo? That's what we're doing today. We are doing whatever daughter wants because they were retired and they loved having her there. That was their purpose. 
We're doing a zoo today. Let's go. We don't even want to go with how no. my Christmas is going to be. My parents are in the UK. We haven't seen them for three years due to COVID, mm. right? We're flying there for four weeks. Yep. My mum has something organised for my son almost every day. Like, because it's Christmas. Of it's course Christmas he does. Christmas in the UK. Correct. It's night yes. lights and, like, it's just Christmas, right? It's not the same in Australia because it's our summer here. So it's, like, boiling hot right. and, like, it's not an English Christmas, right? English Christmas is usually rainy right. and horrible and cold and freezing. But. But there's always a new Doctor Who episode. Oh, well, there you go. Don't go there. Dismiss. Don't go there. See, that Christmas in the UK has a new Doctor Who wow. episode. Wow. I didn't know so that. My son's going to be experiencing go. blimmin' rides with Santa and loads of, I mean, thank God he's six and he's not 16 because that might be a bit of a challenge. But right. my mum and dad are so excited and they're like <laughs> right. organising everything. My, of course. My son is going, can I make Father Christmas biscuits? So I'm like, yeah, okay, get, fill your boots. Sure. So it's great. Yeah, it. no, no, no. It's good. It's good. It's good. So, yeah. So, so to answer your question, I guess, is that's what happiness is. Mm. That's how you begin to find it. It's not a it's not a destination you keep forever. You will keep moving forward. But the more you understand how it works, the faster you'll be able to get it again and the easier you'll be able to get it again. I no longer have a worry in my mind and maybe I'm fooling myself, but I don't think I'll ever be at a point ever in my life again where I'll think it's all over. I think I've passed that. I hope I'm right. I mean, you never know. Anyone could could you know fall back into a terrible place. Um, but I don't think I'll do it ever again. I think I've made that step to where I'll see what my problem is. And then I will try to make those next steps in my life. And I'd spend a lot of time trying to keep all three of those. I always try to keep purpose, which is why I'm doing things like writing a book, running for office. I'm always trying to keep purpose. I do things like this where I create my own respect. I have my own show. I do all those things, keep respect. And I you know, try to keep people around me who love me. I try to keep that around me also. So I'm trying to keep that. So you're right. You read me effectively. I actually am happy. And I hope to stay that for a long time. But I'm sure that at one point I will not be. Well, you're, you might lose one of that's them. that's how it works. And that's okay. 100%. That's 100% normal, right? If it's a roller coaster in life we are yep. on, you might lose one of them. Well, that's okay. You just have to focus a little bit more on that quadrant of the triangle. Quadrant of the triangle? That doesn't make sense because it's not a it's quadrant, fine. but like hey, it. anyway. Um, and, um, yeah, and go from there. So, look. Larry, Absolutely. you're everywhere. If people Googled you, you they would find you on all the different podcasts and everywhere like that. But like I'm like the first three pages. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. Exactly. But like you have your yes. own podcast show and you have your I own do. website, don't you? Yeah. Yes. W- the, the issue though is for those of you who want to, to see what I'm what I'm doing now, most of it is political. So if you're not a political animal. You're going to be bored right now, but you can instead you can go to something else. Please go to Larry Sharp. Google me. I have all my stuff's there. If you like any of the podcasts like Glenn Beck or Joe Rogan or Dave Rubin or Allison Moreau or Kim Iverson, it, Google that person and my name. And if I've been on their show, you can, you can watch yeah, that exactly. if you like. Um, but if you want to see some of the stuff that I do for like my business and such, I have a YouTube page called The Neo Sage. Wow, That's N-E-O-S-A-G-E. Okay. Um, that talks about things like how to how to make relationships in business, networking, find a job, hire people. It's my day-to-day stuff that I do awesome. often. And you'll see a lot of what I talk about in that, right? I'm a business consultant. I've been doing it for 18 years now, wow. 18 years now. Yeah. So um, that's how I pay my bills, right? I pay my really bills do through it. that. That's what yeah. I do. So yes, pay, I'm a big fan of paying bills, by the way. Big fan. Yeah, me so, too. So yeah, so if that may be better, that may be better. The Neo Sage, N-E-O-S-A-G-E. With a, with a dash, Neo-SAG. If you want to check that out, you can. Um, or just Google anything on Larry Sharp. You'll see oh, who I am, what loads. I'm doing. There's loads. I have one final question for you because I know you've got a busy day tomorrow and it's like half past 11 where you are So at night. So you need to get to bed to get up, to be all fresh and like raring to go tomorrow. Final question. What book, apart from your own, right, what book would you recommend to my listeners and why? Well, and me, because I've been making a massive list. Can I, can I give you more than one? Oh my one? God, yeah. Um, there's a classic one, which I mm-hmm. love, which is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Yeah, it's brilliant. Classic, brilliant. right? But a non-classic one is one called Just Listen by Mark Goldstein. Okay. 
Mark Goulston, Dr. Mark Goulston is a brilliant person, a friend of mine who written many books. He, he wrote Talking to Crazy um, and many other books. But the one I like is Just Listen. It talks about the idea of listening is so critical in having good relationships. Because in reality, everything I talked about, the underlying current is to be happy, you have to have good relationships. Yeah. Whether they're professional relationships, romantic relationships, family relationships, whatever relationship you need to have, good relationships is how you feel loved and respected, how you motivate people to join your purpose. And to do that, you've got to spend more time listening and less time talking. So Just Listen by Dr. Mark Wilson is a great one. And then an eclectic one, a kind of weird one is The Book of Five Rings by Miyamoto Musashi. Oh, wow. Miyamoto Musashi. Yes. This is a book about sword fighting. And Miyamoto Musashi was an actual person. He was the greatest sword uh, fighter in Japan I think the 16th century mm. in that era, Some time I don't ago. Know exactly in yeah. that area. And the, and the book is about sword fighting, but it's also life. And there are many things that I take, I took from it that made me think differently. And one of them was the idea that when you fight, you fight with the big sword in your right hand, and the small sword in your left hand, because you've always got to be on the offensive more than a defensive. You can't win a fight on the defensive. Oh, you can't win life defensive. You've got to be trying new things and getting out there. And he also mentioned when you're fighting multiple bad guys, don't worry about it. Kill two or three of the tough guys, the rest will run. Most people won't do the hard things. They just won't. And if you'll do the hard things, you'll often win. win. So even though you think you're fighting everybody, you're not. You're fighting two or three tough guys, the rest will run. That stuck with me. But he also brings up the idea of, the code of, of the Bushi or the code of the, war, the, code of the warrior, warrior yeah. which is the idea that accepting that you're already dead, that you should be thinking about your legacy. Okay. That everything you're doing is your legacy. You're setting your legacy now. So I took it one step further than him. He says, think about what you're doing now because that is your legacy. You're building your legacy. Assume you're dead, right? Live life like you're dead. Yeah. And build your legacy, right? That's his mindset, which I think is a great mindset. But I added to one more piece, which is everything is ephemeral. Yeah. Goes away. So the only that matters is your legacy and right now. Yes. And if you focus on right now by just listening, by trying to win friends, influence people, right now, you will have a better legacy. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it. Well, if... Focus on the if now. you think about it, right? When you die, everything stops. You're you. There's there's no more Claire Martin life. There's no more Larry Sharp life because your life has stopped at that point. So if you don't live now and do the things now, like you, if you go, oh, next year I'm going to go skiing. Well, okay. Or next year I'm going to climb Mount Everest. Well, you need to do it now because you might not be around next year. Like you can't. I teach my daughters. My biggest regret of my life is not thinking big earlier. Yes, I agree. My biggest regret of my life, not thinking big earlier. My oldest daughter is already, she's, she's a cartoonist. She's 18. I got, I got her out of, of, of high school early so she can start college early. So she went to college this year as a freshman officially, but she's actually a sophomore because she did, she did a whole full year of college wow. before she got into college. She's already published on Webtoons. And she's 18. That's fantastic. So I was like, think big early. I wish I had. And I didn't. I teach my youngest one, who's now 12. Think big early. The earlier you think big, the better. Because you're going to fall down. Fall down early. Don't fall down late. Right? My business collapsed collapsed in 20, 2009 because of the wow. crash. Wow. I had to rebuild everything. Oh, my God. I had to fire all my employees. I had to, I had to get rid of my... My, my office in New York City, I lost everything. And I lost it because I thought I was super smart. I thought I was smart than everybody else. Well, turns Lesson out I'm learned. not. Turns out I'm human <laughs> like anybody else. I'm human like anybody else. But I thought I was a super smart guy. I had all my answers. Well, I didn't. And I, and I got my ass kicked. And I had to rebuild everything from scratch in 2010, wow. which was terrible. That, by the way, was a part of my decline in wanting to end everything. Because that same year, I start the book on this, the same year that I was literally ending everything with my business, 
my mom got diagnosed with stage four cancer the same week. And my baby, who at the time was 18, 19 days old, had to go into heart surgery because she was going to die. Wow. All the same week. It was devastating. Oh, yeah. My wife packed up and my wife packed up, moved to the hospital. As any mom would do when your baby is going under the knife. I get it. I wasn't mad at her for that. But man, I could have used her and I didn't have her. She was in a whole different world. Yeah. I didn't exist. No, no, no. Right. And I get it. But man, I, that was another thing. I, I lost my mate also. So I'd lost my mom, my mate, my business, and I was about to lose my daughter. The world was ending in my world. The world was ending. That, that was my lowest point. The world was ending. So I, I think um, thinking big early so that when you fall down, you fall down when you're younger and you can build resilience when you're younger so that when the big things happen later on, you can get past them. Wow. Well, look, I wish you every luck, every luck. That's, I really can't talk. It's a Friday. It's the end of the week for me. I wish you all the I'll best. Take all the luck I, I can get. Well, look, I wish you all the best with your new work, your New York. Um, what do you call it? What would it be like? Because it's New York mayor over there, isn't it? It's governor. Governor. Oh, it's go oh. Yes. I don't know. Yes. I'm from the UK. It is officially so called a. It's. It's officially called a gubernatorial race. I don't know why they call it that, but that's what it's called officially. I did try, I did try and pronounce all of that, and I'm like, I hope I've actually said that yeah, right, but fine. that's okay. It's cool. Good luck with all Governor's of that. Governor's good. I'm going to let you go to bed. Um, thank you so much for spending the time on the podcast with me. Of course. And, um, yeah, and look, I will let everyone know your book's not out yet. It's just in the, you know, it's in the infancy. January. January. So, um, yeah, I'll let everyone know and we'll get it out there. Perfect. Cool. Have a great Good evening. Talking Good you. talking to you. And yeah, let it out. Let this go whenever you want. I don't care. Tomorrow, next week, next month, you decide whenever. We'll promote it on my team. Push it out there. Loving everybody. your work. Cheers, Larry. Thanks ever so much. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you would like to hear more, please hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. If you would like to support us further, share this episode with your friends and family. And finally, drop us a review on iTunes as I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments and ideas. It all helps me to understand and produce awesome content you want to hear just like this. If you want to check out our past episodes, write to us, appear on the podcast or for links, resources and show notes, go to our website, www.strongsingleandhuman.com. We are also on all the usual social media platforms, Insta, Facey and Twitter. I hope you have a wonderful week and I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself and remember, no one is perfect. We're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin, and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast.